very long email. <laughs> Welcome to Punta Vista episode 311. Are you, are you guys fans of 311? Remember the I was going to ask if anybody 311? had a 311 joke. Bad 311? No? No. <laughs> <laughs> what was the song? What's right. the song? Down. What's the song? Down. Down. I was reading this article like a year ago um, about how like 311 still going. It's still got the same fans and they're like the Dave Matthews band that you can go to a concert. It's like three hours long. Yeah, you can go on. They they have a yearly cruise. A three, for, for there's 311. a three eleven. It's, it's, it's not like one of those those like monsters of rock things where it's a bunch of sixty year old hair metal bands and and you go and watch them all. It's just three eleven. Like you the Weezer cruise, but it's the three eleven. Yeah, and you go and you go and you see a, a three eleven show every night, and, and, and you hang out with Jimmy the band three eleven, and, and everybody Bob compares their three eleven tattoos. Yeah. Wow. Not anymore, though, because uh, I'm Theo. I'm the captain of this seed ship, the Enola gay as hell, and then in brackets, <laughs> complimentary. Uh, yes, within these enormous walls are the last remnants of humanity fleeing an existential threat after our home planet of Earth was ravaged by an outbreak of Kessler syndrome, wherein Elon Musk taking manual control of the Starlink fleet and trying to make them form the shape of Casey Green's dick butt while drunk at a party and attempting to impress Mary Elizabeth Winstead which, through a series of knock-on events, caused the ISS to smash into the CIA nuclear satellite, which in turn careered into the population centre of Zagreb, Croatia, causing the one thing humanity was not prepared for, Baltic nuclear war. <laughs> Thus, I find myself here in the captain's seat, 27 extremely bitter and brutal years later, trying to flee the remaining forces of the Serbian People's Front as we hop from star to star. Uh, everybody is yelling at me, you just stop going the speed limit, but I value the safety of those on board. <laughs> <laughs> Americans go psycho. Uh, with me also, far in the bowels of the ship's engine room, shirt off, sweating and pounding at the machinery, it's Andrew. Andrew, please put your shirt on. Uh, it's There's AC on in there. It is 22 degrees in the engine room currently. I know. Look at these nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> It's just my little reward for myself at the end of my shift is I yeah. get to put my shirt back on and finally feel comfortable, you know? Oh, sort of like keep you on your grind. Yeah, and then everybody else finally gets to feel comfortable too. Yeah, they're mm. like, oh, I can't wait for this fucking shift to be over. Mm-hmm. Um, doing important work in the ship's bathroom uh, on her phone, posting <laughs> on whatever the ship version of next door is, complaining on how we're going <laughs> to die because this seed ship is actually manufactured by Boeing. It's Lucy. Hello, Lucy. <laughs> Hi. I love yeah. using the ship's version of Next Door. Well, yeah, I Next. couldn't be bothered. Whatever. Next. Which is just what? I saw a guy of a different race walk past my cabin earlier. <laughs> Anyone else see him? <laughs> Very worried. Do you mean different race or different species? Oh, okay. I mean different. I mean different species. Different down species, here. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> space racism. Uh, I yeah, got I, I at tried the space to think buffet. of what the uh, ship version of Next Door would be, and then I realized the joke wouldn't be funny. It wouldn't be worth it. So I just no. kept writing. <laughs> Next porthole. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Not I, see, great. I see why you made that choice. <laughs> uh, and finally, at the head of an enormous table covered in paper, dice, and various rigmarole. DMing a session of the uh, of the latest D&D rule set, they finally put out D&D 6. It's Dave Harmon, dungeon master of our stepsister 
podcast Dragon Friends and producer of the Star Jumping Roguelite Jumplight Odyssey for League of Geeks. Hey, Dave. Hey. Welcome. Thanks for having me. And thanks in this beautiful word picture for placing me in this in a room that you thought I would be comfortable for for some yeah. kind of presumed apocalypse. It's very on nice the, of you. <laughs> on the decks of the, uh, uh, the fucking hangar bay, just... Hanging, hanging out. out. Yeah. yeah. And, we, and we had to destroy, I'm not going to lie, we had to get rid of a lot of refugee housing to get this table in here. <laughs> so I, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for making me feel so Morale is important and uh, we're going to need it. because It's very we, important it's... that nobody watch these games, by it's... the way. I, I'm not a monkey. I, if anything, I would really prefer if you could just put up some curtains. Uh, I'll just play my games and you could just take us out of here. That's fine. Ben <laughs> Ben did ask me to, uh, to prepare a D&D themed intro for this but i haven't played dungeons and dragons ever. that shouldn't be that's an shocking so, that's a ever? surprising what ever? do you mean revelation take us through that revelation lucy give us give us a little more texture on no, that no i think that's pretty much it i think <laughs> i covered it yeah you <laughs> strike me as someone who's dabbled as an elf <laughs> i i hate the elves all the way up there hey how's the air up there <laughs> just, a bit, just a bit of elf racism humor. <laughs> Fuck them. I don't know, Theo. It's I funny. Like and, um, you've 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 presented yourself uh, over the years as somebody with a, a range of particularly cool niche interests hobbies. that you can really dive into and hyper focus on. And yeah. I feel like D and D is something that that slots together. Uh, for like, people in that kind of way. You've never assembled a space marine or anything. That feels no, like gateways. No, I haven't. Yeah, right. no, although, although in in like deference, I guess um, I am reading 40k novels at the moment. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but come I, on! But I have never played a game of it. It's just it's just schlock. It's just pulp to to kind of coat my brain in as I as I go to sleep for the night. What you going through, Eisenhorn or Quartz Ghosts? I uh, just done Eisenhorn. Hell yeah, uh, brother! Now I'm on Ravenor. <laughs> Uh, I'm deep. I'm I'm Eisenhorn pilled. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, For the rest of you, Eisenhorn is a very cool. It's space inquisitor who has yeah. lots of adventures. And he's, um, but he's sort of like the nice bad boy of space inquisitor. Yeah, he really is. The, yeah, <laughs> he cares too much. He's he's like the Vimes yeah. of yeah. space inquisitors. I'd he say. really actually. Yeah, you're right. The, there is a bit of a Discworld thing there in the Abner books. Is that what the podcast's about now? We're going to absolutely. Talk about? Now you guys have li- read both. Uh, the D- Dan Abnett works for 40K and the Discord books, right? Are these horny? <laughs> no. no. No? Never? Far from it. Never? Far from it. <laughs> never delving into fanfic sort of territory? No? Okay. No, I think, yeah, I think that would Just make serious. the readers deeply uncomfortable. There is, there, you know, pages and pages of weapon specifications and, like, holy Horrific readings of violence. Yeah. <laughs> very, very little space sex. I've um I've painted a Warhammer army. Okay. Um, like probably too late in life to start. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like no excuse kind of thing. But um but I, I like I was this was back in the day, folks, for you young people out there where you had to go into the office if you had a job. Um yeah, and and it up. meant that like you just sort of had to hang out all day with these people. And the only reason you were hanging out was because you were all employed by the same company or department. And uh, I was working with this guy who was very into Warhammer and we worked very close to a uh, Warhammer store. So we would go by there and he would say hello to his sweaty friends who ran the joint. And um, <laughs> and so I, I ended up like painting an army, which I was into for that reason. We talking, but I was, we, we talking 
space elves or regular? No, elves? we're talking yeah. we're talking Warhammer, regular Warhammer. Oh, little, now that's a, a now that's a perverts game. Had some had some, <laughs> some Draculas, you know. That's a game where you have to yeah show it with a lot of very sweaty cases. <laughs> yep, yep. But I was always really bad at the game because. Um, you you have to remember like a lot of rules and the sequence of turns and things you're meant to be doing and so uh anytime i would play a game i would just be constantly pissing people off by getting (laughs) to a point in my turn who would go wait a minute you were meant to roll for this thing like two stages ago in this turn and i'd go oh i don't know and they'd go damn it now you can't go back and do it fuck fuck it's a funny experience because from my experience, the type of people that play tabletop role-playing games at um, brick-and-mortar stores are famously very chill about the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. amazing they let you get that far, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't for me. It wasn't for me remembering uh, numbers and when to do things. That's I- not... No, I'm sorry. I, I hope about. I haven't brought the caliber of this podcast down. I've really like. Oh, this is this no is several levels some really up. nerdy shit. Uh, we can talk about um. Sure, doesn't have a caliber, buildings sorry. full of discarded skin or whatever the fuck it is we've got on the notes this this week. Uh, before we do, while we're on the topic of games, uh, I did pick up uh, Jump Light Odyssey. Uh, which oh, cool! I mentioned you, uh, Dave, producer producer on. Um, and first of all, uh, extremely sick Macross yeah. um, theme to it. Uh, a way higher production intro movie than I was expecting, <laughs> um, which is a uh, very, uh, very Macross schlock kind of uh, wonderful, like 1980s anime. Yeah, yeah. And a shout out to Studio Show Off in Melbourne who made that for uh, us. They did a, a fantastic job. But uh, yeah, it's basically like it's a, it's a, how do you describe it? It's, it's a roguelite like, um, like FTL. If, if anyone's yeah. played FTL, but like mixed with Theme Hospital. Yeah, we call it a colony simulator sometimes. Yeah. But that's you're you're right. dead on. It's like it's a it's a mix between Theme Hospital or Evil Genius, and so there's a bit of like there's a lot of like 1970s anime in there, and there's a bit of Battlestar Galactica in FTL, and there's a little bit of those incredible cross sections Star Wars books. You know the books that just like you would open them up and there would be. Oh, that's that's Ben's that's Ben's beat. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> he would be. He yeah, would be the right ones, on ones that where they you. just go and here's the engine room. Yeah, and here's the yeah. The game's me- meant to sort of tweak the same. Yeah. You know, Which, stim the same part of the brain for the same <laughs> special little boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that we haven't really seen any of these games for a long time. I I think since um. I don't know if you. Fuck, I can't even remember the name of it. But there was a game uh, around 2000 um, where you were building a space station on this big uh, um, uh, donut-shaped thing, and you had to like. It was very theme hospital. You had to manage all the different kind of needs of like the different races that would come and join you. And uh, fuck, if I can remember the name of it, someone's going to yell at me. It's called in the- Tonka Space Station. Yelling from no, home right now. No, it's not. But okay. but I guess my point is. Oh that, wait, that's that actually Tonka, like the Tonka truck. It's um, yeah, I think that's Tonka trucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Tonka truck? that, like there's a, there's an enormous uh, gap here for for people who want to like fuck around on being the. Um, being the captain of like the enterprise or whatever, right? Like, but like the minutiae of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, I think that's very much what the game is meant to be about, which is like not so much about like picking up a laser pistol and going and 
um, shooting aliens, but instead just like having to deal with the administration of running a space colony <laughs> and running a ship. So a lot of the game is about priority requisition of resources, supply, talking to your officers, getting them to do things, setting the alert levels on the ship to properly respond to the threats that are coming in. Yeah, and you want this, the lights to be flashing the right color. They got to you got to make those lights flash the right color cuz that's the only way everyone knows what to do. That's how we all we're all in it together. We're all yeah. on the ship together. We got to do the best that we can. We got to defeat escape from the Zootopians. We got to get out there, got to find the forever star. Do you uh do you get to kill any aliens? You do. Yeah, yeah, you're getting Phew. You're All right, it's pursued. not just work. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, yeah, let like, off a like... little bit of steam occasionally by <laughs> killing some space balkans. Oh, I'm sorry if I got too excited about the space bureaucracy. In our game. <laughs> <laughs> the highly detailed and modelled space bureaucracy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, for your layman, there are guns on the ship. You can fire them. Excellent. You're being pursued by Admiral Voltan, and you have to have little fights with him all along the way. Excellent. But also, you can requisition some forms, and if that doesn't excite you, then I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it does excite Theo. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually a little bit worried about the combat. I haven't seen it yet. I just want to be, like, um, distributing my horrible little people to, like, the right rooms and stuff. Like, like Theme Hospital, where you had to, like, balance hiring somebody, but they were an alcoholic mm. or, or whatever, right? Like, that's the, that's the shit I love. I don't yeah. know why. No, we're very com- conflict-averse. <laughs> The, um, we're, we're working on like even more features of ways that like the crew can piss each other off during this, the flight Fantastic. at the moment, which is real fun. And hey, when you're all stuck together on a ship hurtling to space, through space, you're going to piss each other. Oh my God. This is a Saturday morning. But hey, sometimes when you're stuck on a spaceship hurtling through space, you're going to piss each other off sometimes. It's only natural. It's time. For Nature Corner. Country roads, take me home to the place I belong. Winter is Nature Corner, rubber crabs, sit my Uh, this story comes to us from press agency UPI, the UP. Pelican captured three weeks after zoo escape in England. <laughs> you guys have got to get some more interesting birds. Now, I don't know if there's pelicans are a pretty widespread thing, right? Like you can just see them in the wild. Sometimes they live there. They are ungainly as fuck. Uh, they're enormous. They could only fly like twenty meters at a time. Really big, very easy to spot. But are you saying that if you saw a pelican on the streets, you would you wouldn't immediately assume that it was a runaway from immediately a zoo? capture it? It's a good question. Let's apprehend him just in case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is profiling. But See I, that ID. Yeah, I just feel like uh, I feel like if I saw a pelican working working its way towards the exit of a zoo, I would automatically assume something was up. <laughs> like. They can't fly, right? They're like, well, can they? Or, or like, are they like short can distances? They? Yes, they can absolutely fly. They're so large. They are. I'd like to see that. Oh, they're huge. They're gliding around. I bet they it's can't... ungraceful, the takeoff. Takeoff. Roasting pelicans out here. Not the a landings, fan. The landings on water are very cool, though. They come in. I don't know if they... Oh, I have seen photos of that, of the skimming the water. Yeah. 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 Low, low line. They... Low. They splash down. 
I'm trying to think whether they land on land. Because you see them, like, sitting on... They can land on land, surely. Well, you see them sitting on, like, posts and stuff, like jetty posts. And yeah, that sort of yeah. Thing, you right? think, they how love they get posts. Various Pixar films. <laughs> pull yeah. up, hit on there. Look, we got a lot of pelicans in this country. We're spoiled for oh, yeah, pelicans. Yeah, I saw... Yeah, we're we spoiled went to the beach the other day, and there was, like, 40 of them all just having to hang out, like... Threatening to eat any children that came close because they're enormous. They're, they're big, they are, they they are big larger mouths, than my children. Could fit a child in there. It's so right easy. You could pack two in, in if you wanted to. Slowly digest. Uh, the the game I was thinking of was Startopia, by the way. Okay. okay. <laughs> Note that one down, everybody. If you if you had your uh, email <laughs> client open and you were writing an angry ninety percent positive on Steam, go check it out. Ten bucks. That really was you. Had, your voice had the cadence of a, of somebody who was enjoy, enjoying the banter, but was also definitely on Google in that moment. Yeah, yeah, relieved <laughs> to be able to put that thread to bed. Here's you know? the, here's the other thing about this podcast, Dave. Nobody respects <laughs> the pacing. Okay, in fact, I think it, we all take it as a, <laughs> a matter of course to uh, if we're if we're ever on a roll, got to stop yep. that, yeah, calm yep. down a little bit. <laughs> Just, hey, what's your rush? What's your rush? We're all in this together. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta, oh, you we like your podcast to be this. firmly on rails? No. <laughs> Get it off the rails, please. Let me just put the brakes on that real quick. Let me pull back the curtain, you know? All right. All right. An pelican. eastern white pelican that escaped from a zoo in England, probably their most exotic animal, <laughs> was safely recaptured three weeks later after being spotted on a beach about 30 miles away. Do you really have that few pelicans? I mean, I'm looking here and it says that there are, are two species of pelicans that are... Oh, okay. So the the endangered Dalmatian pelican, I hope Ooh. it's a really funny looking one. I hope it looks cool. It probably no, it doesn't. doesn't. It doesn't. It just looks like a dirty regular penguin. Oh. <laughs> it looks like a, uh, a regular penguin that pelican? Uh, pelican? Maybe, maybe got in, a, pelican? in an oil pelican? slick and... <laughs> An oil slick and someone, yes, <laughs> an oil slick that someone uh, half acidly cleaned. Perhaps you know? the okay. world's largest freshwater bird. Mm. Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. Could when be. We around. haven't measured them, but if we're guessing. <laughs> no way of knowing. If, but, we're, you know. <laughs> if we're eyeballing it. <laughs> but also, if, you're, if your wild animal escapes from the zoo and lives for sec- several weeks in what appears to be its natural habitat, Leave it alone. That's its life now. Yeah. It's not like you've got a fucking tiger prowling the streets of... of um, Blackpool? Yeah, although we all agree <laughs> that would be funny. That would be very funny. Um, but, like, if it's a pelican, it's just hanging out on the beach now. Yeah, it's on the beach. Let it hang. It's not Go like it's in a, a bank. a different one. It's, yeah, it's allowed to be there, I think. I'm surprised. I, I, I've you know, done a full 180 now because I'm surprised that they knew, oh, that's the pelican from the zoo. <laughs> there he yeah. is. Hey. Hey. Yeah, someone well and somebody else reported it, surely. Hey, do you think that's him? I've been looking for your <laughs> pelican this whole time and I think I've found it. I saw a I saw a big wanted poster down the street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they burned the edges of it to make it look old timey. <laughs> Hello, I'm here for the reward. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this, the, the biggest sack you've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> thrashing about. <laughs> Uh, the Blackpool Zoo said the 14-week-old pelican, it's a baby, yeah, a little baby, escaped August 4th when it was spooked 
by a flock of seagulls and attempted to fly to the top of the flamingo house, but was carried away by strong winds. So they can just fly off? I guess. And they just don't? That's a, um, again, that's also not escaping. Uh, Escaping suggests some kind of intent, but this this pelican ran away away and then was hit by a very strong breeze. Yep. And then was rescued on a beach. Sounds more like he (laughs) fell out of his enclosure, you know. The pelican was spotted on Granny's Bay near Lytham last week, but managed to give zookeepers the slip. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know, he just sounds like he's just existing. I don't know. I mean, I'm immediately picturing a Jason Bourne-style car chase away from Granny's Bay. (laughs) Busy streets of Granny's Bay. This is a baby. He he is fucking... Oh, he's he's, 14 weeks old. Yeah. Yeah. He's bloody... Who's... Talking. Well, what's the thing with the babies? Then they Look go on talking? like they go on like construction sites, and they like avoid accidents very narrowly and stuff. Like babies day, day out. out. Babies day out. <laughs> it's babies day out again. Okay. The zoo announced that the pelican was spotted Wednesday at Hayer Park Gravel Pits Waters <laughs> in Nairsborough, North Yorkshire, yeah. about thirty miles from the zoo. Hayer Park. That's Hey, H A Y hyphen A hyphen Park. Hey, Park. Park. Hey, Park. All right. I got nothing to say about any of those naming conventions. I think there is consistency there. I think we're going from Granny's Bay to Hey, Park to what was it? The North Ridge Gravel Society. What did you say? No, this this is that was all still the one name. Hey, Park Gravel Pits Waters. Yeah. No, rolls off okay. the tongue. I'm not pick. I'm not. This is like when they've got like three biomes overlapping in a game. <laughs> mm. I'm not making sense of like is so. There's a playground, a gravel pit, and we're also right next to a bay. It's within. It's within a, a bay. Is it a like a beach? Pelican. The beach in England, which and is just is gravel, gravel, which is gravel and a, water, which is not a beach. That's, That's right. The edge of a lake. And it's a park, and it's and it's within driving distance of a zoo. About right, 30, thirty miles. In 30 fact, miles. I'm. Maybe he's made it a long way. He has made it a long way. I think you should respect that. Maybe he was escaping. Yeah. Looking at a photo, it just looks like a swamp. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's England. Zoom in. Zookeepers responded to the scene. Woo, woo, woo. (laughs) And were loaned a kayak from a local (laughs) family so they could reach the bird. What are you going to do, kayak out there and grab him? That's apparently what happened. I think. Just hey, grab hey, it by the stay neck. Stay still. Hey, stay still over there. Now, we we're knew coming. you we, we know you were able to fly out of the zoo, but if we come at you really slowly in a yeah. kayak. We're trusting you right now. We're yeah. trusting you to do the right thing. And, you know, we're, we're jokes on us because it worked. So, that's why they're zookeepers. They knew what they were doing and they knew yep. that the pelican was going to play along. They were highly trained in slowly yeah, approaching a pelican. Yeah, it's easier to tear someone down than it is to build them up. Isn't <laughs> yeah, why, why are we giving them so much shit? They did their job and it worked. Yeah. This is they went thirty miles out of their way. They identified the pelican. Their sources got to them. They obtained extra vehicles using just their own like neighboring people, like then resources and contact networks. They got out there. They got the pelican. They got the pelican home. And why we're sitting sending- here in Australia giving them shit for it. Why are they sending these zookeepers out like they're uh, you know the SEAL team? Like you'll have to. You'll have to gain resources on site. We can't. We can't afford to let you out with a kayak. 
We can't if you if you get captured and people identify <laughs> that as a government provided kayak, we will disavow all knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think you could take that and flip it and say that if the zookeepers knew that the bird had left and they left with a car that contained a kayak, I would say that these zookeepers are too well equipped. Mm. <laughs> the pelican is currently in quarantine and will be returned to the flock soon. The zoo said. They put him like through the door and he just immediately flies back out the top again. Yes. Fuck! He knows Fuck. how to Pelican leave now. quarantine. Yeah. Are they like putting him through those like uh, the lock doors, spraying him with. There's like an airlock at the yeah. zoo. Is that... Yeah, hitting him with the lice powder and everything. <laughs> yeah, quarantine is very nice for another cage while they watch him for a little bit. Hello, it's me, Ben, uh, from this podcast. Merriam-Webster defines a podcast as a program made available in digital format for automatic download over the internet, and that simply could not be more true. If you like what we do and want more of this podcast made available to you in digital format for automatic download over the internet, simply go to patreon.com slash and hit the enormous red button that says subscribe. For five US dollars a month, you get access to our weekly bonus episodes, our entire archive of bonus episodes, our exclusive Discord server, and an RSS feed of both bonus episodes and free episodes that doesn't have these ads in them. That sweet, sweet subscriber cash allows me to do this show full time without having to get a real job, and frankly, that whips to me. The other guys also get some money or whatever, but I don't really care. Anyway, check that out if it sounds good to you. Love you. Maybe he ran away because he was being bullied. Maybe he was having relationship troubles. And if you're having relationship (laughs) troubles, boy, do we have the segment for you to listen to right now. It is, of course, Paging Dr. Lucy. If you find that you are having a little relationship trouble you tell the this comes to us from the subreddit relationships over 35 oh that's a new one <laughs> 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 the world is so full of stories <laughs> <laughs> Waiting to be told The title of this post What's a good movie to cuddle to? What? You don't have to cuddle to anything You're allowed to do what it What are you doing? It's allowed <laughs> You're 30, You're over 35 yeah. years old I know that already In what kind of context am I permitted to cuddle my 36 year old boyfriend? <laughs> What's a good movie to cuddle on the couch? Well, you're not cuddling the movie. Just do a little proofreading before you post it. What's a good movie to cuddle on the couch with a new love interest? Nothing too gushy. Also, nothing that requires too much thought. Master and Commander. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Synecdoche, New York. (laughs) We're both super physically fit. Okay. Uh, All right. We've got stuff going on. And we both work really hard all day, and it's going to be raining the next couple of nights, so it will be nice to cuddle watching a movie. It has to be the right kind of movie, though. I hardly ever watch movies at all, 
You're so, saying some insane things. Yeah, like, whole life every is bit of this is upside down. upsetting for some reason. I work out six hours a day. I don't have time to watch yeah. a movie. Yeah. I work 12 hours a day. I, I don't enjoy my life. <laughs> <laughs> what is movie? Please find me movie so while I hug my incredibly fit boyfriend. <laughs> I don't know how to watch a movie. Do you have any suggestions? I prefer no, quote, romance, end quote, Related genre. Though. I already said not too mushy stuff. This is repeating now. Yeah. Yep. Okay, we got so, some answers um, here? Well, we have a question. Uh, a reply from Still a Bad a bad Flower says, If it is with the one who makes you feel loved and safe, then I would say every movie. So true. Yeah, you so know? Beautiful, beautiful. Beautiful. Also a coward's answer. Yeah. Yep. Um, answer the fucking question. The original <laughs> poster replies, no, we don't even know each other very well at all yet. <laughs> You've okay. got different problems than not knowing what movie to pick. We've got some suggestions from the comments here. Uh, 50 first dates. Completely didn't read the answer. She said no romance. No. It's a romantic film. Well, yeah. also, um, it's, it's kind of sad, right? It's pretty sad. It's pretty sad, but it's just like, what if you couldn't remember the person you loved? What if you had... Maybe if, this is... Maybe she's in this situation. Hitting the head with a coconut. Maybe they've been dating for uh, for three years now. Every day this guy posts, oh, I need to <laughs> need to find a movie. To... He was originally posting this in like uh, the normal Reddit relationships. One day, woke up, looked, <laughs> looked at his driver's up. license and went, oh... <laughs> Okay, I, I guess I know where happened. to put this this post. We've also got uh, in the suggestions meet Joe Black. Oh Isn't my the one god, with the gorilla? That's, no. no, that's Mighty Joe Young. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one? No, that's Joe Dirt. <laughs> meet this is Joe not the Dirt. first time this mix-up has happened. Which on the one's podcast Meet Joe either. Black? Meet Joe Black is the three-hour-long epic where Brad Pitt dies in the first ten minutes, and then. Goes on to like become a spiritual advisor for someone else. Okay, he becomes death. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is three hours long, Mm, and and it's got the cool bit where he like turns to like an old Haitian grandmother and speaks to her in patois. Oh, that sounds very cool. (laughs) That sounds great. That's they just snuggle closer together. (laughs) Oh boy! Oh, another beautiful romantic suggestion here: the Green Mile. You'd like yeah. to watch. Uh, you'd like to watch a movie where, like, some people get roasted in botched execution. Yeah, yeah because of racism. It's yeah. also very long. <laughs> uh, we've also got these people. Bad boys. Okay. Fun. Oh hell All yeah! Right. Okay. Yeah, okay. Fun. Yep. Okay. Right. That's right. good though because you can you can do your cuddling. You can have a little chat. It kind of doesn't matter if you miss some of the plot beats. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You don't need to hear all the dialogue. Yep, you can just enjoy the graceful shots of a Porsche 911. Bad Boys 2, maybe. It's got that scene where mm. uh, all the bodies fall out of the morgue truck during oh, the fun. car chase. That's fun. Yeah, it is just good, clean fun. Mm. Has anybody else seen the third Bad Boys movie? No, no one's no. seen that. Bad Boys that for Life. <laughs> and uh, and they both spend the whole time going... They, they basically both become Danny Glover's character from Lethal Weapon. And they both spend the whole movie going, I'm old now yeah and they do the thing from the expendables cool. where they're like we need to get some younger people in our team <laughs> could put some young people on camera just to help out a little we also have the suggestion of chef 
Oh, I think that's good. I think that's actually yeah. a good one. That's a good choice. Yeah, it's fun movie. Got good vibes. Something good a little vibes. different. Good vibes. A, I yeah, like watching yeah. Chef. I it's would not, rewatch that film. It's not explicitly romantic, except for the love for a good sandwich. It's mm. got a pretty sexy scene when they make pasta. I disagree. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. The whole movie's not a a romantic. One one of my kids yesterday was. Uh, Remembering that we went to a a caravan park or something last year, right? Where they had like a um, they had like a, a a little library of DVDs, and she was like, "Yeah." And I went and picked some some movies for like me and my sister, and I got a movie for mum. So I I chose How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Okay, um, which she did not watch at the time, but I I feel like my wife watched this with the kids recently because she was like, yeah, let's watch a romantic comedy. That's harmless. But every romantic comedy from the 2000s is fucking terrible. Like, And I don't mean just a bad movie. I mean, everybody involved hates each other. Yeah, they're all awful and they they despise each other until like the last 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's basically just like uh, here, are, here are two main characters. They despise each other. And everybody is lying to each other for the entire film. That's a perfect movie to me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And also there's a lot of gay and trans jokes. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Also a perfect movie. Always a worry when you put on something from like around the year 2000, the kids, and then you're like, oh, oh. oh, Um, We used to be worse than we are now. Yeah. It's incredible. I I, I was watching some of... um, friends recently and you the amount of times that an episode will pivot into like transphobic comedy for like a topic that you would not expect to come up very often in the tv show friends oh it's yeah it's a it's a well um it's a well-worn observation but the amount of times that either the male characters and friends have to say but i don't want to fuck any of my male friends uh and they do it very frequently yeah 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 (laughs) Um, or the early seasons, um, the early seasons, Joey's whole character is just constantly telling his close female friends that he wants to fuck them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Joey, you're That's Italian. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're so Italian. And he's like, hey, nice tits, Rachel. <laughs> yeah. Just very directly. Very directly. Uh, let's see here. Patagus Gnome says, Moonrise Kingdom is my go-to. It's a cute love story that doesn't get too heavy, but still has some intellectual value while also being fun and silly. Hopefully it's good for your super physically fit bodies. Why was that included? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good <laughs> Why slam. was that included? Uh, well, the original poster replies. And good movie too. Lol, I included it to make clear that we're not couch potatoes. Far from it. I'm not used to melting into the couch, but it sure sounds good with him right about now. Okay. How are you this age and being so weird about like just watching a movie on the couch? Like, I don't do that. I don't do that kind of stuff. I don't know how to do it. I'm going to get your reps. <laughs> the, is, is part of it, and maybe I'm reading too much into this, is part of it that they're like trying to pick a movie that presents well for a date, like not something oh, absolutely. that will f- freak yeah. the other person out. Because you can, like, I, I, I do once think that's a pretty relatable experience when you're in a relationship and you pick a movie and you don't haven't seen it and then you start, the themes of the movie start to come out. You're yeah. like, oh, no. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah. And you're, like, looking over at your partner and they're just, like, 
on their phone. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they're like, this is what you do in your... Yeah, yeah. You like this? You like this kind of... And you like this? Uh, you like... Yeah, this is... Anyway, the, the answer is In Bruges. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. What a film. What a film. Great film. My mum told me that she started watching uh, The Banshees of Insurance. Yeah. Did she and, uh, enjoy herself? She said they turned it off like 15 or 20 minutes in. She was like, what a bummer. And I said, oh, it's it, it turns out to be much more of a bummer. Yeah. I didn't think it was a bummer. I thought it was insanely funny. Yeah, I, I, me and my friends were laughing a lot and in a room where there was not a lot of other people in the cinema <laughs> Yeah, same. The cinema was full and we were like laughing and nobody else was. And then I read all these reviews of like, damn, that was a depressing movie. Oh, it's like pitch black comedy. I just yeah. love it, like everything that Colin Farrell is doing. It's yeah. wonderful. Just, yeah. Just beautiful and magical. He was good in that the rest yeah. of the movie. Bit wow, Bruges, that's near the Netherlands, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Checks out. Comparatively to where we are now, you know? Okay, that's yeah. the that's the yardstick. The films have got to be near the Netherlands. No, but well, sometimes we of, go near the yeah. Netherlands when we cover stories from there in the following segment. Dutch watch. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm from Holland. Isn't that beer? Dave looks crestfallen. <laughs> I thought you were reaching out. I thought we were having a real communication <laughs> and you were just doing spiel. <laughs> Look. Andrew's the, always on. The, the segments to... <laughs> on this show are far and wide and you've really got to keep your eye out for any tenuous connection to where it's oh, going that's... next, you know? it's <laughs> And it can be paper thin and you got to latch on and go. There is absolutely, I think, nothing more infuriating than to- thinking that you're talking to someone and then they play a pre-recorded <laughs> sting at you. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemies. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Welcome to Buddha Vista, yeah. <laughs> the podcast where people guessed once. <laughs> This comes to us from the NL Times. Uh-huh. Scare quotes around this word. Dutch man. <laughs> Uh-oh. Mm. Mm. Dutch man found on deserted Bahamas Island is actually German. Boo. Boo. <laughs> trying to figure out in my head which one of these is worse. Yeah, which one's high Dutch and which one's low Dutch. Mm. A 64-year-old man rescued on Friday by the U.S. Coast Guard is German. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and not Dutch, as was previously announced by the Coast Guard on Wednesday. <laughs> Real mid, mid-50s moral panic. <laughs> it's really important that we get this update out there. <laughs> Which is worse? That's what I'm assessment. trying to figure out. Which is worse? Do they have like a... Um... Do they have like a skin shot uh, and depending on how peeling their skin is, it's like <laughs> Dutch, German, Dutch, German. <laughs> oh, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to figure out whether they're like, oh, we thought we rescued a normal person, but it turns out he's Dutch. <laughs> or we thought we rescued a proud Dutchman, but it turns out he's a lying German. Like, oh, what's well, did the, he just say Deutsch and they... They didn't know what that meant. <laughs> Seems like That's very possible. Oh, I think he's Dutch, Dutch but also from New York. <laughs> <laughs> he's got sunstroke. Can't Six talk. 
Rescuers found the German man after he had spent three days on the uninhabited island of Kaysal. Uh Kaysal is about 50 kilometers off the coast of Cuba. He wound up there after he ran into problems with his sailboat. 64-year-old men love taking their love sailboat it. out and getting fucked up. I'm excited for my dad to do it when he finishes building his boat. <laughs> yeah, just go out by himself on a sailboat off Cuba. <laughs> Oh, just to go out and have to have to immediately um, get his money's worth out of one of those rescue beacons, you know? Mm. And you're like waving him off like the end of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> 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 He's going to heaven or whatever. <laughs> Photo shared by the Coast Guard on X, formerly Twitter. It's so cool that they have to say I'm not yeah, calling it that. I'm article. not calling it that. Yeah. I like that... Um, I like that, uh, yeah, most articles either just call it Twitter or have to say Twitter, which its new owner is now saying is this. Yeah, temporarily X. That I is, ju- that's a perfect branding exercise, right? That's mm. exactly how you want it to go. I just had the thing on my phone updated and it replaced, it had already replaced the logo with the X logo. And then it had re- updated again to put like a 90s grunge filter yeah, over the X Yeah, it's got like logo. a little grunge, like yeah. scratchy thing it on it. It sucks so, so much. So it's like cool. the first Instagram filters they put out. Yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah, super it's, cool. I remember downloading like wallpapers with like Linkin Park photos. With yeah. This <laughs> yep. Fucking awful. Photos shared by the Coast Guard on X show that the man had written SOS in huge letters in the sand. That's the way to do oh, it. That works. That's how it work. He was eventually found after flares fired into the sky by the man from his boat were spotted. The boat ah, okay. later sank. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. From the air, the Coast Guard then dropped water, food, and a radio for communication on the island. Like, maybe <laughs> just, just pick him up while no, you're yeah, just back pick him up. Suss him out. Suss him out. He might have ocean madness. I think this is, <laughs> That's true. they were doing this regulation. This is the right way to do it. <laughs> They got to drop a radio first and say, where are you from? Is it one of the good places? Yeah. I don't want to be mean about this, but like men over a certain age coming from around South America who are German can sometimes be a bit of a bummer. Are you you Dutch? Uh, Yes. The man was eventually picked up by a cutter that was nearby. The German has been transferred to the Royal Bahamas Defense Force in good health, the Coast Guard said. Calling him the German's rough. Like, <laughs> the <laughs> the yeah. German. You know this guy's name, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, that's... The German. Do they give his name at any point or is it it's for privacy? Nope. The German. They're respecting the privacy of the German, the one German. Huh. I think it's a name to give him power. <laughs> Yeah, that's an interesting reason. Like, if you're going to do a human interest story like that, dehumanizing the person is very strange. Yeah. I think. I assume that they didn't. He didn't want to be identified because he's in the middle of presumably committing massive boat insurance fraud. But like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seems strange to me. Stupid dumbass. Not actually our problem. <laughs> that's right. We all hate to be put on blast, and. Sometimes companies are put on blast. Yeah, in the so you've got to know, gotta know when, he, when he starts doing this voice, yep. that's a segue. Yeah, yep. I got it now. <laughs> <laughs> Identify that, that rhythm. Sometimes companies get put on blast in the PSA per segment.
This comes to us from Nexstar Media Wire. Bought Dole Fruit Bowls recently? You may be eligible for settlement cash. Yes. I love settlement cash. I love getting like $10 from a settlement. Because someone somewhere got diarrhea from Taco Bell, you know? I got Is a message d- from my from my insurance uh, from um from Morris Blackburn, mm. the the lawyers saying mm-hmm. like you could be suing MLC right now. <laughs> like, I don't know if I've got the time to be suing MLC. I, you just got to put your name on it, and then I you'll get your seven dollars down the line. Seven dollars in five years, and be like, yeah, can I have some money? money? I feel like feel like in the age of like just massive rampant phone fraud and email fraud, I can't imagine myself ever signing up for any kind of joint action <laughs> suit ever again. Like, oh, roll the dice. <laughs> give God. me a number. What's the worst that could happen? Well, like sometimes these things are about, you know, oh, it turned out they weren't covering anyone's insurance kind yeah. of stuff. This one, though. Go on. Dull fruit balls. Let's see how we feel about this. <laughs> uh a lawsuit was filed against Dole Packaged Foods in Illinois, accusing the company of falsely advertising that many of its Dole fruit bowls were made with, quote, 100% juice. Instead, <laughs> plaintiffs said the bowls contained, quote, trace amounts of as- ascorbic acid and or citric acid or other ingredients. What? Trace amounts. Yep. Like trace amounts of, of fruit? Uh, of fruit, fruit acid. Yeah, of additives, I guess. Dole has denied wrongdoing, saying the statement in 100% juice is about how the fruit is packaged and does not cover every ingredient in the product. Still, the company has agreed to a $4.3 million settlement in the case, according to a website dedicated to the lawsuit. (laughs) Finally, justice. (laughs) It's great to see justice being I gotta say, I don't know if Dole's done anything wrong here. Yeah. I'm on. I'm on the, well, the corporation side they've here. They've spent 4.3 million dollars. Just that they know that they've done something wrong. They've done something wrong, but it's hard to know what. The, like, yeah, in a moral sense, like uh, we said, we were putting 100% juice in there, but there's also some vitamin C. Yeah, there's yeah. also some citric acid in there. Sorry. The, the thing I don't get and I don't understand is that they said, "Oh no, no, no." When we say it's 100% fruit juice, we're talking about how we package it. That doesn't make any sense to me. What does that make sense to anyone else? Like, yeah, they're just like, saying that it's it in because juice. they're putting yeah. it. So I assume they've got a they've got a popper or something, and they put the juice in, and they're saying, well, because it's all liquid. Then but it's that's a, it's a fruit bowl. Juice. I assume it's like it a fruit cup type. Yeah. Cups of fruit in where you've got the pieces juice. of fruit and they're submerged uh, in one hundred percent fruit juice. Yeah, you know how some, they say like in juice or in syrup or in jelly if you're nasty, right? Oh, they so they're say, saying like they treat the peach pieces or whatever with ascorbic oh, acid. Mm, so yeah. they they are one hundred percent what we would be calling the little fruit cups. Yeah, like a fruit cup, right? Yep. Yeah. How did someone figure this out? Have they just been trying to get a lawsuit going, just testing all the things that say one hundred percent this? Because that's smart. That'd be a good scam. <laughs> <laughs> trying to do class actions on hundred percent juice yeah, yeah. products. I mean, really, they got to learn the lesson that from now on they say. In fruit juice. Yeah. Don't say yeah. 100%. Let's say absolutely pure, untainted. <laughs> <laughs> huh. You always get scared, um, like, 
ripping into these kind of cases too much because of the things like the McDonald's coffee cup case, where like it's always fun to make fun of American like frivolous lawsuits, and then you then you realize like oh there's yeah. a reason the people people care a lot about 100% fruit juice because in the 70s they used to put rat poison <laughs> yeah. into mangrove. Yeah. Are, are you drawing a, cup? A, a parallel between to these two things? Are you are you uh? Are you implying that someone got like severely burned? Yeah, someone's genitals, genitals were ruined by these fruit cups. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And until I know, I, I'm a team lawsuit. Yep. Yeah, assume so. I'm, I'm against the man. Theo, I'm, 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 I'm yeah. anti big business. <laughs> now, we are um, too, but. <laughs> <laughs> now, to our American listeners, ears poked up. All right. Pay attention. Yeah. This, this, is, could be this you. is your part where you, you find out if you are eligible for this, okay? Pay dirt. To qualify for a settlement payment, you need to have purchased any of these Dole Fruit Bowls between January 12th, 2017. So try to remember what you were doing. Oh, from... I might have bought a Dole Fruit Bowl. This could be me. It has Which to have be been one that was packaged you. in Illinois, though. Oh, oh right. well, no, wait, hold on. Dole no, they were just packaged there anywhere. No, yeah, I assume they would have been packaged in, like, Thailand, like it says on the... On the product. <laughs> uh, so between January 12th, 2017, and we all remember what we were doing that day and every day since until June 27th, 2023. All right. Did you buy any of these products? Cherry mixed fruit, diced apples, diced pears, diced slash chunk mango, papaya mango, peach mango, mandarin oranges, mixed fruit, pineapple tidbits or slices <laughs> or chunks <laughs> or crushed. Mixed fruit, pineapple paradise, red grapefruit sunrise, melon medley, tropical fruit, or diced slash sliced peaches labeled in 100% juice or in 100% fruit juice. Now, if you were listening to that and thinking to yourself, yes, on June 23rd, 2021, I was eating a doll fruit bowl. Pineapple tidbits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was having them tidbits. <laughs> Let's keep them things on me. <laughs> big tin head. <laughs> While you do not need proof of purchase to take part in the settlement, you can only receive a cash refund of up to $9 per household. Oh, so you can lie and you just it's get the wild. money. Well, you yep. can just say I had that. I so, did have some. I just guy. remembered. Oh, yeah. Now that I think about it. It's however, like pineapple tidbit head. However, if you do have proof of purchase, you can receive up to $18 per household. Oh. Mm. Time to start forging a receipt. Hunting through those 2017 receipts. <laughs> <laughs> Settlement claims can be filed online or via mail through September 25th, 2023. So, you know, you've you've got a month basically to file as to of get recording. $9. To, to get your free $9 from dollars. Perhaps 18 <laughs> If you can go to the effort of, uh, of, of faking some shit like that. Yeah, you, you get $9, but you can extend it to 18 if you have a five-year-old receipt on hand or any friend. Mm -hmm. Those are the two ways to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But they have to hand their $9 over to you, right? Uh, I guess that's true. You know, what's in it for them? Mm. <clears throat> I'll I'll give you a doll fruit bowl made with some juice. <laughs> Go out there and get your nine dollars. You know, it's now free money. It's free cash. It's free. It's free. They don't make entirely clear uh, whether you need to be living in the U.S. to make this claim, or if you can be from 
any region, it's time for Regional Bullshit. Regional Bullshit. Every little town has got their own bullshit. Regional Bullshit. Every little town has just got to have it. Yes, a region. This comes to us from WLWT, the Willowit. <laughs> a giant beer festival is happening in the middle of an Indiana corn maze this fall. Yes. Get in there. Time to whip out that Indiana accent, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) Grab a beer and weave your way through a corn maze at a festival in Indiana this fall. That is a direct order. That sounds so fun. This is not optional. That's that's simply a good idea. Yeah, that's a great great day out. (laughs) (laughs) They did it. They They had a good idea. (laughs) The Corn Maze Beer Fest will take over an 11-acre corn maze behind 450 North Brewing Company on October 7th from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Oh, that's a really big corn maze. The scale of this is actually starting to catch me a little off guard. Like, <laughs> is this... <laughs> and you get one beer on the way in. It, there's, there's no more stations. So... Well, you got you got to have more than one beer. That's a, a big beer corn maze. And then tra- walk for 11 acres in a maze. <laughs> Uh, the fest will feature more than 80 breweries from across the country throughout the 11-acre corn maze. Oh, Just dotted around. through the maze. This is wonderful. So, hang on. So, if you want to get, like, to where there's a good pale ale or whatever, you've you got to, to go. It. Okay. So, <laughs> either you know your way there or you have to trace your way along the left-hand wall until you reach it, which might be, like, the whole corn maze. Yes. And there's a minotaur. There's also a minotaur. (laughs) 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 They will kill you. But um, yeah, that's great fun. I actually really love that. Like you just, you you get lost, you keep drinking beer, you can't find your way out, you drink more than you wanted to, the sun starts to get dark, it's getting cold, you keep drinking. That sounds wonderful. Or you're wandering through the maze, incredibly parched, and you find another (laughs) brewer. He doesn't have any water. He just has... He goes, no, this is an IPA, and you go... Mm, uh, too bitter. Oh, just keep going. I'm just going what? backwards and forwards with sours and chocolate stouts, and I'm really not enjoying myself. <laughs> <laughs> the breweries will offer unlimited beer samples all day. Okay. That is okay. Irresponsible. Very irresponsible. Yeah. I just feel like imagine like the, the RSA when you want to leave. When you have drunk too much, mm. you have to wander through a maze. An eleven acre maze. Passing free samples of beer until fates the fates deem to let you out of the maze. And you have to You're answer three now. questions before you may leave. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your keys. So unlimited beer samples all day. There will also be food trucks set up outside the corn maze serving a variety of food. Oh, <laughs> you want to eat something maze. in between all your drinks? You have to completely leave. You must pass the test first. The smart thing to do, I guess, is to um, fill up before you go in there, you know, get a get a bed down before yeah. you go in and start. Have Think ahead. Yeah. How long are you planning to stay in this maze? Are there toilets in the maze? That's, that's, that's my first thought. I mean, I'm already worried. the corn maze is a, is a toilet. It's an 11-acre <laughs> toilet. 
there will also be live music throughout the day. So once you're firmly in the maze, you realize they're just playing the same song over and over and over. <laughs> Vance joins Riptide on repeat by a cover band. <laughs> you can't leave. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, boo. Water stations will be set up throughout the maze and the garden area. That's smart. There's That's your smart. They've, they've thought about this. But eh? last year was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve dead. <laughs> the maze opens at 2 p.m. And goes until 6 p.m. You can also get VIP access starting at 12.30 p.m. What does that mean? They've just carved just one path early. straight through to the middle. <laughs> <laughs> and the VIPs can use that bit. Tickets are $60 for general admission and $110 for VIP. I wonder how many beer samples you got to drink to get your 60 bucks worth. Yeah, yeah four hours. That. that is a lot of money, I guess, but... Yeah, mm. but for I the mean, magic, for the magic, some of the money you're spending on the maze. It's not just the beer samples. Yeah. It's true. It's about the experience, you know. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, let's let's skip across to a. I'm assuming relatively nearby region of East Idaho. They both start with I. How far apart could they be? Yeah. Theo, you want to punch that up real quick? Tell us how far apart Indiana is Idaho and the Idaho one in are. The, is, it, is it the... Iowa's the one in the wrong spot. Uh, so <laughs> Idaho's got to be left of that. Let me just see if I've got that right. Uh-huh. Uh, so you go Indiana... No, Ohio's the one in the wrong spot. Uh, oh. Idaho is... Uh, and for American listeners, we will sort America. out where your states should be at some point <laughs> for you. Oh, it's all the way over there. Uh-oh. Oh. They fucked up that one. Okay. No, that should be somewhere else. This comes to us from the East Idaho News. Shorts now allowed at BYU Idaho as church announces updates to endorsements, honor code, and dress standards. <laughs> Finally, B- permitted to wear shorts. At university. Oh, it's BYU, BYU is Brigham Young. Oh, it's Mormons. a Mormon. They're Mormons. Yeah. Right. Well done. Cracks the code real Crack quick. Cracks the code. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Lucy was in Mensa once. (laughs) (laughs) It's the stuff you got to (laughs) know. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints announced updates Thursday to the student endorsement process, honor code, and dress and grooming standards at its schools, including Brigham Young University, Idaho. That means that after a decades-long ban, shorts and flip-flops will now be allowed at the Rexburg University in a movement to, quote, simplify unify dress and grooming standards across all Latter-day Saint campuses. What have they become? That's right. I might as well go to a sinner's university. Yeah. Yeah. So Brigham University was founded in 1875, Mm. and this is a decades-long ban. So they have become more conservative. More conservative about shorts? There was a beautiful heyday in the presumably early 2000s (laughs) where you could wear shorts at Brigham Young (laughs) University. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe they just didn't know about shorts and flip flops, so somebody, they weren't in the code at all because they didn't yeah. exist. Because it was they old didn't trousers. Have it on the books. Yeah, well, maybe somebody yeah. It wasn't somebody a problem. Wore them. <laughs> Cultural norms were eroding. Yeah, <laughs> somebody wore them one time. There was a riot. Several people died, and they said, "We got to, we got to, we got to ban this." Yeah. Quote: Students on each campus will be allowed to wear shorts. Provided those shorts are in keeping with the principles and expectations given. <laughs> a news release said, so not the shorts that Ben wears. Yeah. I don't yeah. think. Those We're talking those short. long American they shorts that go slutty. just past yeah. the knee. Yeah. 
You need some silver and one basketball shorts that are coming down to <laughs> mid-calf. Like a giant pair of rip cord, curl like, or billabong board shorts. Yes. Yeah. No, you need- Those are the, the shorts that are closest to God. <laughs> you, um, you basically need to be wearing the basketball shorts that Adam Sandler wears in any given photo of him walking around in the street. Yes. Oh, we're talking, uh, we're talking um, Kevin Smith shorts here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's. Are we talking jorts? Are there jorts at BYU? Yeah, I, 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 if anything, their, I think jorts are more formal. Jorts? jorts are more formal, right? Yeah, jorts yeah. are classy. They class up a place. <laughs> mm. I ironed these jorts before I put them on. You'd say in your <laughs> in your disciplinary review with the dean. Previously, dress and grooming expectations varied across CES institutions. The new dress and grooming principles and expectations identify an important set of foundational principles while retaining a set of common expectations to assist with the application of these principles. Although shorts are now allowed, men are still required to be clean-shaven. Neatly trimmed moustaches are okay. <laughs> and hair must be clean, neat, modest, and avoid extremes in styles and colours. No... No pop punk die jobs. Lucy. No blonde tips. No tips at <laughs> no BYU. Blonde tips. Uh, no mohawks. Sloppy, overly casual, ragged, or extreme clothing is not acceptable. No fear t shirt. <laughs> then there is a picture of Adam Sandler for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> what are we picturing when we picture extreme clothing, folks? A graphic t shirt. I reckon the bottom of one of the pockets is visible. And like, at the bottom of the leg, you know how sometimes the the inside of the pocket pokes out the. So you, you mean like short da- Daisy Duke cutoffs? Yeah, and the short then the pockets are coming through. Yeah, yeah. Okay, none of that. Men and women who attend BYU Idaho, BYU Hawaii, BYU in Provo, Utah, and Ensign College in Salt Lake City have been required to receive an ecclesiastical endorsement from their bishop. Now each student will be asked the following twelve questions. Are you guys all ready to answer these? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this the same me. shorts story or have yep. we moved on? Okay. No, it's the same BYU. one. This, this so is the part of the Hawaii. You I was couldn't wear that. shorts Where's before. BYU Hawaii. That's horrible. Yeah, you got you <laughs> got to get your your full length denim on. chinos. Yeah. All right, everybody. So just ask yourself these questions as we go along and think about whether or not it would or would not be appropriate for you personally to attend BYU Hawaii. Are you striving to deepen your testimony of God, the Eternal Father, His Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost? Yes. Yes. Cool. Yes. Are you striving to deepen your testimony of the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Yes. I think so. Sure. Are you striving for moral cleanliness in your thoughts and behavior? Yes. Always. Yes. Always. All the time. Every day. This is great. Hmm. Do you obey the law of chastity? Now, now what, a, what a cool bunch of people. <laughs> now, unfortunately, uh, Dave was just telling us about his three-month-old baby, so I'm worried about, about this one for you. Yeah, this is, uh, well, um, you know, it's, it's um, I think that the ability that, that having a child should not preclude me from your church, but we can agree to disagree on that. Okay. 
I guess it depends on um on how how Christfully you had that baby. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it was extremely uncomfortable and embarrassing <laughs> for everyone. Did anybody enjoy themselves at any time? Well, if that were, if if that is um, self disqualifying, then I can happily report no. <laughs> Do you sustain the first presidency and the quorum of the twelve apostles as prophets, seers, and revelators? Sustain. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Sustained, Your Honor. Mm-hmm. Do you support or promote any teachings, practices, or doctrine contrary to those of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? Yes. Yep. What what contrary doctrines are you promoting, Theo? Warhammer stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought we were answering yes to yeah, everything. They you. That's they you. Yeah, they tricked you. Yes. Yeah, you they can't just go around down there. and tick yes on all of them. Oh, no. That's clever. Oh, boy. Okay, so yeah. two down. Lucy's in it, though. Do you regularly participate in your church meetings and strive to keep the Sabbath day holy? 100% every Sunday. That is holy. Mm-hmm. I will not be working on the Sabbath. Do you strive to be honest in all that you do, including keeping the commitments you have made? That's just good behavior, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. just keeping it real, you know? I mean, I try a bit. <laughs> <laughs> One in ten times I am trying. <laughs> The church educational system is supported and funded by the tithes of the Church of Jesus Christ. Are you a full tithe payer? You're not just doing nine percent. Do you reckon? How much tithes am I paying? Tithing's like ten percent of your income, right? Fuck me. (laughs) That's your standard tithe. Bloody Brigham Young. He's got his hand in your pocket. Yeah, no, no. For for Mormons, it's one tenth. Um, And they've got to pay taxes. That's rough. Ten percent of your income to God. Mormon Church. In 2012, earned seven billion a year from tithing. Oh my Ooh. goodness! Okay, well, it's working for him. Yeah. It is working for him. Patrons, have you been tithing to Bunta Vista on the podcast? <laughs> yeah. Are you a full tithe payer? Ask yeah. yourself. Or, or are you just giving the the five dollars a month? Giving the bare minimum. Just bare the minimum. minimum. I would you note. That's really I would going to carry you, can, you through the gates of heaven. Yeah, you can put whatever <laughs> number in the field to say that you want to. You want to help us out with. So, yeah. You know, maybe just. You can obey the law of chastity all you want, but if you're not full tithing, you know, them gates are closing up on you. Yep. <laughs> you're really sustaining the presidency of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Do you obey the word of wisdom? Probably. I would, I, it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. No, I obey the word yeah. of s- stupid stuff. Yeah. <laughs> who's doing yeah. that? Who's, who's putting their hand up for that one? Are you striving to live the teachings of the church and keep the covenants you have made to this point in your life? I that's guess an easy one. Future striving. covenants, that's up in the air. What does striving mean? That's so easy to say yes to. Yeah. It's like, oh, sure, yeah, striving, for sure, I'll work on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm really striving I'm, to do the dishes right on that. <laughs> I'll strive later. I'll strive later, okay? Are there serious sins in your life that need to be resolved with priesthood authorities as part of your repentance? Oh, Lucy... Brother. What's a serious sin? Like, is there, is there minor infraction sins? Also, what's the correct answer? What if I say no? Is that, am I not being humble? I think a point? non-serious sin is saying 100% fruit juice. Yes, okay. Yeah, minor infraction. That's a white lie, in my view. Uh, serious sins. Premarital sex, Lucy. Like, it sounds like it. No, I'm 
three people, three people here that have got a child. That's interesting. Yeah, three, I'm three married. of you can I'm be married, proven. Though. I'm married. Can be proven, not me. I did it Chrysler style, <laughs> except for all the sex before the marriage. So, uh, look, if you personally, as a listener, have passed all of those questions, maybe consider going to a Mormon university. Yeah, you can wear <laughs> shorts now. <laughs> You can finally, if that was the main thing stopping you from attending a Mormon university in the United States, this should be great news for you. Go you get know? your $8 and then join the BYU. <laughs> take, the, take those $8, yeah, down to it, down to the shops. Buy yourself a sweet pair of rip curl board shorts. Not too sloppy, mind. Yeah. No, they've got to be the tidiest rip curl board shorts that you can get. Well, I think that that's been an episode of the podcast, Bunta Vista. Uh, Dave, do you want to tell people how and where to pick up? Jump Light Odyssey. Jump Light Odyssey. <laughs> You're a gamer. Smooth. God damn it. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew, for that wonderful ringing testimony. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I'm yeah, going to can... edit all of that out so it sounds like I said it seamlessly for the record. And then I was really weird, weird about it afterwards. Yeah. 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 That, you were there. really weird about it afterwards. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can find Jumplate Odyssey on Steam. We're in early access, um, which means that you can get it a little bit cheaper now because we're still building the game, fixing bugs. Um, you could be part of that. And it's going to come out on console and Steam Deck later next year. Um, and I also got my own podcast, which if you want to hear um, nerds, many of whom have been on this podcast, play Dungeons & Dragons, then you can find that under Dragon Friends uh, on some app, I imagine. Excellent, and I so yeah, I did see that um, that it would be coming out on PS Five, which is yeah, when, it should, when oh. I will be playing it. Yeah, Likewise. it's um yeah, we, we're working on the console porting as we speak. It turns mm. out it's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> How people do it, honestly, when you see those things where it's like this game will be out for yeah, Steam Deck, PS Five, yeah. Xbox, Nintendo Switch. And they've just got the whole range, and I'm like, baffling. Oh, it's crazy. Surely you're working really hard at that. That sounds like a lot of work. And no, and nobody will ever. We can never make everyone happy. I, I, I've, we've gotten messages from people being like, oh, "So you said that this is coming out on all platforms, but I noticed there's no plans for Linux. For no, no <laughs> plans for Linux. Yeah. Like, Long television, shut the fuck up. I'm playing it on Linux right now. The, the, you use the great. You use the Proton uh, compatibility layer. You get that right. You get that bad boy on Linux. No problem. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no. Please, please play Jump Light Odyssey. Please leave us nice reviews, and uh, if you like it, and um, yeah, go go and go into space. Somebody's got to go to space. Get to Titan. Get to Titan. Mm. Get to Titan. <laughs> get there. Go out there. How else are you going to get there? You know. And thanks for having me on. Thank you very much for being with us. It's been a treat. Well, uh, we'll see you next time, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.